0: Welcome back to the Greenhouse podcast everybody. My name is Steve Perkins and this podcast is for people wanting to grow and lead an intentional and fulfilling life. And today I invited back on the show our team member Sunday to talk about this really relevant topic and I think just share a little bit of our experience right now in the realm of working from home and what's working what's not but just hopefully connecting on some thoughts around that and some ideas for for navigating these different, confusing, Mm -hmm. and honestly, kind of technically difficult scenarios. I think one thing we're realizing is it seems like not a lot has changed for people who are still working, but all the nuances are shifted just enough that your day is actually completely different than it normally is. Completely. So welcome back to the show, Sunday, and excited to talk about this topic with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. That's how I feel about my day starting today.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. Even just starting to get this podcast, we were just saying, it's hard not being in the studio for this Yeah, and everything that's different. But even just you and I getting this episode up and recording, I mean, took us... 10 times longer than usual.
1: <laughs> it did. It did. So I'm really excited to be able to talk about working from home. And, uh, I hope that just hearing the title working from home doesn't make you turn the podcast off already
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right,
1: because it's just a really difficult time. It's a lot of, a lot of different scenarios going on in different families, sometimes health, right. Related sometimes not the right technology, Sometimes not a big enough house. I've heard that one, you know, not enough quiet space. So there's so many emotions and physical experiences happening right now that make this topic really a tough one.
0: Yeah. And I think we wanted to maybe start with with just one overarching thought that you and I both agreed was really important for people here. You know, we don't want to just be another voice in the noise of all this coronavirus stuff. Yeah. But we wanted to share as coaches who are still touching base with people, coaching them, and working through a lot of these issues with with folks is there is one thing we can share from our perspective and from what we're seeing. And that's that we need to give ourselves some grace and some freedom to be flexible, to try different things, and to know that it's not going to be perfect, to not just compare ourselves with everyone and feel like we have to implement every tip we hear, but that it's okay to listen to some things and to take some ideas in and to leave the rest. And even if that means you listen to this episode and you decide to ditch everything we say, but there's one thing that was helpful, then please do that and ditch everything else. Because what's killing people right now is is the comparison and the need to feel like either I have to get it all perfect or I've got this incredible load of guilt.
1: Mm -hmm. It's so true. Thanks for leading with that. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, one of my first tips that I'm giving people is that to not listen to all the advice and try to do it all. It's kind of like when we're inspired when we read like a a self help book. None of us ever read a self help book and do everything that the self help book said to do. I don't know about you, but I read a book and then I'm like, usually one quote, one chapter, one concept comes inside of me and I end up sharing that with multiple people. I'm like, that is starting to change who I am. That's really what we want out of this today. And I love that you share that we're coming from the perspective of coaches. Because that's really all we're doing today is we're talking, we're coaching people and we're having this talk together because we've been hearing what people have been saying. But guess what? We're people too who have been experiencing working from home in our own lives, right? So right before this, uh, we actually started to record, I got on the call with Steve and I was actually real world just saying, poof this was a tough morning. This was actually a tough morning for this mom working at home. And I was sharing with him that I was being pulled in multiple directions and I'm giving all these people advice on what to do, right? And I'm trying to implement some of these things myself. But what I realized today is it doesn't always work. I try my best, but it doesn't always work. And so what happened was, is I was pulling And I have this eight-year-old who was trying to get direction on what she should be working on because we've been trying to turn the TV off and technology between 10 and 3, but I'm trying to work, and so she's supposed to be focused. So she comes in kind of disheveled, and she's like, what am I supposed to be doing? (laughs) (laughs) I felt edgy myself because I was getting ready for a call. So I was like, Leah, just go read a book for 30 minutes and write in your journal, and I will talk with you after that. I was like, I gave her. It was very, but the firmness... I felt like she was in a more sensitive place, right? She was in a more sensitive place. So I'm about to go on a call and I go downstairs and I see her at the table in the dining room all alone. And she's crying. She's crying. And I'm like, and and in my mind, I'm thinking, do you know that I have a call in three minutes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But then I pause and I'm like, my, my child is crying right now. And I was telling Steve, the first thing that really came into my mind is that we're circling around our own emotions, but we have to remember that everyone in our house is experiencing their own circle of emotions at different times. And we really need to raise our level of awareness to stop and look when someone is feeling something because they're children. And we think, Oh, we're good. We're good. We're playing. Here's a ball. Have fun. Let's do, but really she's sad. So I hugged her for a moment and let her cry for a minute and just comforted. And then I said, All right, here's what I want you to do. I have a 30 minute call that I really need to jump on. But I'm just would like you to write in your journal. And I changed my tone. See, it was like I was like looking at her and feeling with her. Yeah, I said, I just want you to write why you're frustrated. Just get your journal out. And all I want you to do today is just write about why you're frustrated. And when I get off the call, I am excited to hear from you what you wrote. And uh, then we'll read together. Okay, and she's like, you know, she's like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. so I I have a wonderful coaching session with someone. I'm very in the moment, get my own headspace together and then I get off and she's actually snuggling one of our labs. So we have two labs and she's laying on the floor, snuggling a lab. And I pick up her journal and I'm like, Leah, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So she reads it to me and I just thought I would share it with you. I read it to Steve and it was just from the eyes of an eight year old. Sometimes they can say what we feel so much better than we can. So why I'm frustrated is what it's called. And by the way, she wrote it in red. (laughs) I just felt like even the red was like how she was feeling. Right.
0: Here's a statement. I'll use color.
1: (laughs) That's right. And then she moved to pen when she wrote her feelings. So first of all, my workbook is too hard. So she's working on a workbook and I have no one to help me or give me a hug. Second, I can't do anything outside of my house. Third, I feel like my handwriting is horrible. Fourth, I miss school and I don't like homeschool. Fifth, the only thing that would make me happy would be reading to my reading partner, Quinn, but it's not time. Sixth, I just fell off my chair and twisted my ankle. <laughs> I like that. She just <laughs> threw that. <in> there. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh, I feel alone and like nothing is working. Kind of like putting a two piece puzzle together in life. And I'll go back to that in a minute. Ninth, I feel like 20 books have fallen out of my head. Tenth, what is going on? Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. I am done complaining about life now. Oh, and I just wrote three pages. I'm frustrated, and now I'm going to go cry and snuggle my dog, Sherry.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> there's so many layers of reaction to that. But one of the main ones for me is... It's kind of helpful to hear the unfiltered, just raw, honest description from a kid. Yeah. And I think as adults, we're trying to be honest, but it's, I think she just put a lot of words to what we're feeling in a way that's hard for us.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like 20 books have fallen on my head, too.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that one. And then I actually went back to her and I said, "Leah, what did you mean about the two-piece puzzle?" Uh-huh, she goes, putting together two pieces in a puzzle is super easy, and nothing feels like that right now. It feels like five hundred and thirty six pieces. That's
0: exactly. What she <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.,
1: oh, And so I just felt like she also did a nice job with the pictures for us. So I guess really I wanted to lead with lean into what's actually happening in the moment. Take a deep breath, and if you're trying to plow through something, maybe don't plow. <laughs> maybe pause for a minute and look around to make sure that everyone around you is okay Now. Can we do and fix all things? No. And and I actually said to Leah, you know, I can't fix a lot of these things that you're mad at, but I can listen to you and care about that you feel this way. I can't put you back in school. I can't let you play with your friends and I still have to work. But just being heard shifted her mood.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that story. I love I love the perspective it brings that we all in whatever household or our work team, whatever groups that a person is interacting with right now, mm-hmm. we all need to help carry each other's mm-hmm. emotional loads because it could be easy, like in your case, to feel like you have to hold everybody together, right? And it's just not possible right now for anyone to take on Mm-mm. whatever everyone around them is feeling. And, and so to me, that's also a good reminder of we can all lean on each other right now.
1: Yep. I was actually thinking about that as a tip too. make sure you find someone to vent to that is not judgmental. You know that (laughs) every once in a while we need to, especially someone who can relate, like I need to talk to another mom right now who's working. I do. I need to say, what are you doing? And can I just tell you what a bad day I had or what my kid felt? And then equally listen. So that's a tip too. find someone safe to, to talk to and make sure you're not holding it all in.
0: Yeah, that's good. And if you're listening to this right now thinking, I really don't know <laughs> who I can go vent to, we've actually been making ourselves available mm-hmm. since what do we have to offer right now? How can we serve the community? Well, I guess we're professional listeners, so we're pretty good at, at listening and we'd be happy to to try to find a chance to connect. Absolutely. So with that kind of overarching thought in mind, what are some of the tips that you have. I want to just reiterate that we want you as a listener to take some and leave the rest and, and not feel like you need to adopt all these or you need to compare and feel guilty. But let's dive into some of the tips and thoughts on this whole working from home with the reality that this is just really difficult. There is no perfect solution. Yeah. And and even with something you said earlier, Sunday was in some ways, I just didn't even i don't even know who I am without being busy yeah there's this weird sense that we have in some ways we're busier, but in some ways, it feels repetitive or stagnant and mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know who I am without being busy and going different places and yeah. and so that can start to mess with our head and so with all those realizations in mind, let's just dive into some of these tips,
1: yeah, I'll jump into the first one, but I also want to highlight that that could be causing stress in and of itself because we all have feelings that we're dealing with in our lives that we rush through in life to get to not feel. (laughs) Sometimes we're like, I don't want to deal with that one. So we just keep working. We keep running and we keep moving. And this is forcing us to be slower. And so it might be bringing up some things that are a bit like, Oh, I didn't really want to feel that or deal with that. And so we're dealing with working at home and maybe some of the feelings that we haven't really, or who the heck am I when I'm not busy? <laughs> yes. Thanks for highlighting that too. Well, the first one I want to really dive into is actually on the topic that I talked about with working at home with a family. So everyone has different scenarios in their home, but even outside of a family, one of the people we work with, she was sharing that she was feeling off off, 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 off. And all of a sudden she changed her whole space and made an office in a completely different room because where she was working, wasn't working. And she couldn't really identify what was off. And so that was the whole point. It took her weeks to figure out, oh, it's this room. (laughs) This is not working for me. I need to actually find a new space. And even in our house, my husband's a professor and he's changed spaces a few times too. And finally found a bit of his groove there too. So even just physically be flexible and try to figure that out. So yeah. yeah. So
0: that's a really good one. And I think People who weren't believers in this before are now seeing how physical space really can affect a lot mentally, emotionally, productivity. And you and I see this because we will often facilitate groups, whether it's workshops or off-sites or strategic planning. And one thing anyone in our space or anyone who's done those before knows as a fact yeah. is when you go off-site to a different location that isn't your normal working spot, it changes everything. It does. And so obviously it would be tough if we're trying to work from home or we're in a mixed use space or we're just feeling stagnant in the same spot all the time. Obviously, that would affect our mind and emotions. And so I think even just the awareness of that, just that you're calling it to attention is helpful.
1: Yeah. But guess what? On the flip side, I am the opposite. I have a space, but if I sit in the same space, I want to lose my mind. So I'm actually the type that moves around. I have about three identifying spaces in the house (laughs) that I feel like I can work in and I have to shake it up because I start to feel too monotonous and too much like here I am again. And uh, so I have three spaces. So that's also another thing. If you're okay with change and you're feeling like something's off, maybe that's another thing to try. Change it up. Don't always sit in the same space, right? That's good. And then we have another person on our team who has two small children. And of course, her and her husband are working from home. And I like her suggestion too. She was saying that she and her husband are like going on and off. They're actually sharing a space because they have a small house and they are like, I've got two hours. You've got two, or I've got the morning. You've got the afternoon so that they are fully on with their kids or fully engaged in work. And I thought that was worth mentioning too. I think when we're trying to do both, we're only going to feel angry and frustrated either at our work or at our family. (laughs) So try to separate the best you can with slots of time that make you in or out so that you're not feeling like all day long, you just didn't do anything right. Right. That's an important piece to call out as well.
0: Right. And maybe something that might be obvious to some, but maybe it was, maybe it's just a helpful little light bulb for others is even just discussing those time blocks can be helpful. You know, this is a time when we probably need to communicate more than usual And even just communicating, okay, so I'm working in this time block in this space and you're working this time, that space, just saying that out loud or making sure we're on the same page and aligned can really help with a lot of breakdowns.
1: It really can. It really can. You know, I had another uh, client that I coached recently who was saying that she and her husband are typically nine to fivers but they both can't work nine to five and have their kids. So she simply called her boss and asked if she could have flexibility. So she's working more into the night and he's working more into the day. So even coming up with creative solutions and not thinking, well, my boss would never be flexible. You know, speak up, ask, you never know. Sometimes just shifting it. So she she's working more to the end and he's working at the beginning. So I thought that was really a great tip. That was a good way of problem solving as well. So that's it. Try try it. And then also, guess what? If it doesn't work, try something different. And don't be too hard on yourself if you've tried it and it didn't work. Just keep trying.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. So kind of the physical space element of this
1: yeah physical space and schedules with your children the next one is so so small i'm not even going to like spend any time with it but i'm just going to throw it out there that if you aren't comfortable technically with zoom get comfortable it is worth it it is a great tool that is helping so many people not only connect professionally but connect personally people are trying to use that tool so i just wanted to throw it out there that if you're feeling nervous about that it's so easy and there's simple tutorials on youtube and just dive in that's it get comfortable with zoom nothing else to be said
0: <laughs> and if you're already comfortable you can watch the recent episode of saturday night live oh. which we watched and had just it, it was so fun it was is a perfect depiction of what's happening right now in the world on zoom
1: <laughs> i cannot wait to watch now thank you so much for mentioning yeah. okay i will love that need a good laugh about what's happening thank you <laughs> Uh, The next one we talked a little bit about was just routines. And I'm throwing that out there so lightly because people have been talking a lot about routines. And it's very similar to doing the switch up with kids. It's just that there are so many scenarios out there. So not just with kids, but figure out your rhythm and try to not be too hard on yourself with the routines. Uh, I'm saying this one because I was talking to a family who has four teenagers at home. Okay, let's just pause there. Like Four <laughs> teenagers who want to do nothing but be social. Can you just imagine? You know, And what they're finding is, is that they're having a really hard time starting the day. So they're simply saying, by this time of the day, everyone at least has to be awake. It's so light. And we just start with breakfast. And after that, everyone goes and reads for an hour. It's like, okay. So it's like something to simply start the day that says there's a start and maybe something that ends the day right? (laughs) So that we feel like it's not a big mush of just endless being home.
0: That's right. Yeah. I think we've talked about some previous episodes, but a general leadership tool, I guess you could call it, is that idea of rituals and transitions. And those are typically really important and helpful in normal life. And so I think right now, as you said, everything's amplified. It's even more important to have some of those Rituals that say, okay, now I'm transitioning from this to this. And maybe we have 10 of those a day right now instead of two. Right. But something that kind of helps trigger our mind and our whole presence to know, okay, now I'm going into this different mode. Yeah. Or now you're going into this different place. And that can really just prevent a lot of the issues where we carry, we kind of start to bleed everything into one mush all day, (laughs) (laughs) which is going to happen right now. It's just going to happen, but it can help minimize that a bit.
1: Yeah. A very small light note that we have been doing is I light a candle at the start of my day. So 10 a.m. I light the candle. It just says, here we go and don't yeah. give up hope. And then I actually bring the candle over to the table when Lee and I are doing work time together too. And she enjoys the light of the candle too. I don't know, something about it reminds us there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it just feels good. And then guess what? At three o'clock when she calls it her work day, we blow the candle out. It's kind of like a symbol to her that we've started and we've stopped something.
0: That's a great example. Yeah, on my end, I'm just using coffee as that tool. <laughs> and so I'm pouring the coffee and carrying it down the stairs when I'm starting... <laughs> a block of work. Good. And then I'm taking it up. In fact, today, I think I'm on my third mug because I just, I had some blocks and then I was watching my kid and then a block of work and the coffee is kind of the signal for my, my brain. All right. Work mode now. Interesting.
1: I love that. I love that. Is it always have coffee in it or is it sometimes have something else in it?
0: It's coffee. I mean, it's cold coffee right now. <laughs> right. I it's love an, it's, it's an organic cold brew. <laughs>
1: But it's a signal to you that says back to work, back to work, mode. I love that.
0: Right. So routines and signals. Okay.
1: All right. So the next one, there's actually uh, two more. One is just being social. So I just wanted to highlight what we're doing really well on our team, and that is sound so vague, be social. But what I mean is we have a lot of meetings at work and we have a very specific planning session that we do on Fridays to prepare for our work. But I really love that we also have something on the calendar once a week. That's just like a social check-in. It's just 30 minutes. We tend to go a little bit longer, but we don't really talk about work. We just talk about what you might talk about after the weekend. So like, what did you do this weekend? Things like that. Because when we are working together, we stay more engaged with each other's lives. Like I have a sick kid or so-and-so, whatever going on. So we have scheduled that to be able to just be light and connect.
0: And something I'm learning, I I think I'm still in process learning this piece, but just knowing where each other is at on any given day or week. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is where are you at emotionally? Where are you at in all this craziness? Mm -hmm. It makes it so much better when we're doing work to be sensitive and empathetic to where people are at. Yeah, Because yeah, there's a huge spectrum of circumstances people are in right now. And I think we all assume like everyone is in the one that we're in or everyone's in the one that we're here on the news all day long. It's not true. Some people are actually doing great right now. Some people, like you said, have multiple kids and still two full-time working parents. Some people are single and living alone and feeling super lonely. There's such a big range. Some people are sick or have family members who are sick. And if I just know what you're currently experiencing, and you know what I'm currently experiencing, then when we're in work mode and really trying to get stuff done, I can at least have that in the back of my head, right? I can at least know, hey, maybe you didn't knock something out of the park like you usually do. And I can have a little more grace because I know... (laughs) You literally had zero time to yourself to work that day or, you know, whatever the case might be. I think it's more important than ever to just know where, where are we at? Where are you at? Where am I at right now?
1: You would pick up on those cues. If you were working together, you might notice that, or it might come up in conversation. So because we're not doing that, we're, we need to be a little bit more proactive with making sure that the team is okay.
0: Right. Right. Especially if you're someone in a big corporate setting where it's kind of like meeting to meeting to meeting yeah. and these aren't the same small group of people you're with. Yeah. You have no idea where they're coming from and they're going back to back meetings. So yeah. you know, even if it's just a quick one minute and 30 second check in at the beginning of the meeting.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. So that's really important. And then just on that last note is just also outside of work, make sure you're utilizing connecting with people if you need it virtually because it really does brighten your day. It does. Even those little scheduled times. I have a cup of coffee tea. I'm a tea drinker with my sisters every Friday morning at nine. So we just all zoom and we talk for an hour and it's just makes me happy. So, all right. So the next one I'm hearing from a lot of people, it's really interesting. I'm just going to call it move your body, but here's why we think because we're working at home that we might actually be moving more because, Oh, I can take a walk or I can do this. But guess what I'm hearing? That's not the case. Yeah. People are doing is sitting all day long because they aren't walking a long way to the restroom or walking to, to the coffee place or walking to lunch or walking to a meeting. So what they're feeling is like, oh, my gosh, I have just sat in the exact same chair for eight straight hours. So. That can cause not only it's not good for us physically, it's just not it's good, not good for our backs, for our mind. But so I'm going to encourage people to not sit the whole time, but just schedule even a, my neighborhood has a loop. So I tend to try to do a loop in the morning. And then after I eat, I do a quick little loop. And then I do a loop at the end of the day. And then I, you know, walk in the evening, but I am proactive about it. I don't feel like doing it. So don't think I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> go move your body. So schedule it, put it on your calendar, move your body.
0: That's it. It's a good one. I, I'm definitely experiencing that. I've even had some health flare ups because of sitting all day, yeah, and you and I were talking about this earlier that last week for me was a really low week, yeah, emotionally just kind of feeling blah bled into this week, and then yesterday was actually really good, and no doubt it was because I got out of the house and I drove somewhere, yeah, and you know everyone's in different scenarios. you might not even be able to do that, but even just to get in the car and drive around, um, some type of movement. I know you're talking more about physical movement, but I think movement in general right now too.
1: Yeah. And that's a good call out that not everybody can move in the same way. I have a, a really good friend of mine who is in a high rise in New York city, and she has been in her apartment for 45 straight days.
0: Yeah. That's <sighs> I rough. could
1: just pause right there and just be like she's been out five times in forty five days and it's been early in the morning or late at night with a mask and she's having to make sure she moves within her tiny little apartment. She has to schedule it because it's she just she's just sitting there getting dormant, you know, it's just not good for her health. So move however you can.
0: Okay. So move the body.
1: Move the body. And the last thing I really just wanted to close with that you and I were discussing, it has nothing to do with a tip about working from home. And it's a little bit how I opened, which is just remember there is room for more than one emotion in all of this. There are many emotions. There's not one to describe it. And they change day by day. Last night I went to bed. I was scared. I just felt scared. I just felt like I'd been reading stories about married couples who both died, whose children had two sets of parents. And now five days later, they're gone. There is huge pain going on in this world that we need to make sure that we stay in touch with. But while I have to sit there and I love that, I feel that I have to to move on with my own emotions too. I can't sit there, but there is room for many emotions. So raise your head and be aware of yourself and be aware of the other people in your household as they move and change through their own emotions.
0: Mm. Yeah, so good. There's room for more than one emotion. And such a great reminder because it can feel confusing or sometimes feel bad that you are experiencing many emotions and maybe a roller coaster of things yeah. because we're either not used to that. Or like we said earlier, just used to being so busy that we kind of pass by those things. And now we're forced to, to really sit in them.
1: Yep. That's it, Steve. <laughs>
0: That's it. I think maybe we can end on this note because you and I have joked about this a few times. Even in podcasting, at times we kind of want to throw in the towel and just stop doing episodes because it feels, we feel off ourselves. You do. And this format and everything feels off about the podcast. And so I'll just take our own advice here and just name it that it feels weird. It feels difficult to keep even doing these episodes and to know if if they're helpful or not, or if it's worth it or not. So, you know, take it or leave it, any of the things that we shared, if something was helpful, then give it a try. And remember to give yourself grace and freedom to ditch it or to tweak something or to change whenever you need. You got it. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, everybody. And we will be back next time with some more tips and some more insights about just living fully right now and opportunities to even grow more into your potential wherever you're at in the season. So right now you might be resonating with this. You might be feeling stuck. You might be wondering what's next. You might be trying to grow and getting frustrated or overwhelmed. And so this is an offer really for you to get beyond that, get over that hump, start moving in a better direction. And, you know, it's not just about you and your progress, although that's great, but think about all the impact that you can have on others when you're at your best and when you're really living and working in the center of your purpose. That's that's ultimately what this is about. And that'll make possible for them the ability to do the same in their life. And so I think about all the people who have been through the Greenhouse Method and how they're helping so many more people. Now they're having more fulfillment in the everyday, but they're also just confident knowing where to focus their time and seeing better results through that focus of their time. And so this is one small step you can take, because if you're feeling stuck right now, I wouldn't want you a year from now looking back and still feeling stuck, still feeling like you're in the same place or, or wasting your gifts and abilities. And so what we've done here is created a very affordable option that works for you. It's a digital option, so it works in this time right now. And this will start to become available to you on April 16th. So if this resonates with you or sounds like something that you need to do for yourself, if you just are listening to this and you know deep down you need to invest in yourself so you can be at your best, then all you have to do is go to greenhouseculture.co slash membership. There's more information there. You can also sign up to get the updates to be the first to hear about it. And I would love to interact with you within the greenhouse method.